This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 681 with Sue Holt. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 681. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Sue Holt is the founder of Mommy's Life Coach. She coaches moms who yell at their kids. She helps them to stop feeling guilty and enjoy being a mom. As a stay-at-home mom for the past 16 years to four children, Sue remembers sitting at the bottom of her steps with her head in her hands crying, not because she yelled so loud that her throat hurt from screaming at her daughter for spilling salad dressing on her new boots that her mom bought her, but because she felt guilty and ashamed. Sue created Mommy's Life Coach as a space to integrate, validate, acknowledge, encourage, and celebrate moms. Sue lives in Philadelphia with her hubby, four kids, and Irish setter, Oscar. When she's not watching her three boys play ice hockey, lacrosse, baseball, track, or football, or her daughter dance, sing, act, or play field hockey, she enjoys taking dance classes, working out, and relaxing on the beach. Oh my goodness, sounds like such a busy household. And okay, here's how I know Sue. I always love to tell you how I know people and how the magical connections transpired for them to be guests on the show. So Sue is a longtime business coaching client of mine. And oh my goodness, what's been so fun about coaching Sue is that as she's built her business, I've gotten to have her in person with me in a group setting, and I've gotten to see her actually coach other moms. And it's been so fun and so phenomenal to see her work her magic. Oh, she's such a fantastic coach. And you are all in for a treat with this conversation. So listen in to hear Sue share why moms yell at their kids, how moms' high expectations of themselves get in their own ways and contribute to mom rage and emotional dysregulation, how anger is often a mask for sadness, grief, and fear, the definition of mom rage and what it looks and feels like, how mom rage comes from an inner influencer and an outer influencer, why mom rage is shrouded in secrecy, five steps you can take to manage your mom rage, and the correlation between identity loss and motherhood and mom rage. 
This is a really important conversation because we don't talk a lot about mom rage, but most of us can relate to experiencing it. So I'm so grateful that Sue was willing to come on the show, talk about her own experiences, as well as share her expertise around helping moms who do experience mom rage and probably carry some shame and guilt around it. So with all that said, please join me in welcoming Sue Holt to the Shameless Mom Academy. Sue, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, I'm so excited to be here, Sarah. So excited to have this conversation with you and yes. thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell people how we know each other. So Sue, I'm like filling in blanks here. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you started off as a listener of the podcast and then you moved from podcast yeah. listener to Momentum Mamas member to Tenacious Mamas member. You've done all the things inside the Shameless Mom Academy and you work with moms in a really special way. And so we're going to talk about that today, but I'm so excited to have you here because you're like, you're coming on the show as an insider. Mm. Well, um, so great to be here. So, yeah. All right. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio. And what are you most excited about right now? Okay. So right now I am excited to take back my overscheduling. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I am an overscheduler with um, my four children. So as we're recording right now, it's almost about summertime. So I have weeded out some of the activities and I am looking forward to going to the beach. We live in Philly. So we go to the Jersey shore on the weekends for the summer. And I'm so excited to be on the beach and be on the bay and, and just relax. And I love it. Yeah. So you just casually mentioned you have four children, which is not a casual thing. So how old are you? (laughs) How old are your kids? So 16, 14, 13, and nine. Yes. And my 16 year old will be going to Chile for two months which is a huge adjustment for myself personally (laughs) and the family. He's really like our, he's like the leader, you know? Mm. So my nine-year-old, it keeps getting filled up uh, thinking about it, but it's going to be a great opportunity for him. He's going to school and it's going to be great. So I just keep telling myself that it's going to be great. (laughs) So you told me you're the timing of this is your son is leaving the same weekend that I'm hosting our tenacious mama's retreat. You have some other family stuff happening the same weekend. Mm -hmm. So you said you couldn't come to the retreat. And when you told me the reason you said, my son's going to Chile and I'm going to be in the back of the church saying the rosary the whole time he's gone. (laughs) I was dying. So I was like, Oh my God, that would be me. Like not super religious, but like sending my kid to another country, mom is going to go pray. Yeah. It's so true. And I now know why there are ladies in the back of yes. churches because right. they're praying for their sons and daughters. Praying for babies. Yes. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm just going to hold my breath for two months pretty much. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, he's a really good kid. And there are times when we do have to let go. And I think that's kind of my transition now that my kids are getting older and saying like, okay, it's time for you to go and it's time for me to wait. And it's time for you to just experience new things that mm. I'm working my hinder off for you to be able to do. So <laughs> right, right. go spread your damn wings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. I actually, when Vinny was really little, I would look ahead at people who had kids doing stuff like this. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll just never get there. But now that he's like almost 10, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like he's going to want to do those things. And it's not that far off. And so I'm like, how do I make him like, never want to leave? <laughs> like, be yeah. like, mom, I just want to live at home and go to college or not go to college, whatever. I just want to live at home and be totally dependent on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny. Like there is part of me that's like, well, I'm not going to have to like, listen to his loud music at 1230 at night, you know, so, <laughs> so there are some good things about it, right. but yeah. And I never thought like, I would be like, okay, yeah, it is time to go. But then you're like, no, I really don't want you to go. You know? Yeah. So it's your torn. Yeah. So hard. So we're going to dig into mom rage. We're talking about all these like heartfelt, emotional, <laughs> tender moments. And we're going to go from like tender moments to rage. <laughs> when we talked about you coming on the show, 
you work with moms in a variety of ways, but one of the most compelling and significant ways that I think is so needed and so not talked about enough is mm. the way you support moms who struggle with mom rage. And when we talk about mom rage, I feel like it's the kind of thing that ears just immediately perk up like, wait, I relate to that term. And I didn't know that I related to it. And now I might be shameful that I relate to it and other people relate to it and other moms mm-hmm. struggle with that. So let's dig in. Can you start mm-hmm. with why do moms yell at their kids? Let's start with that piece. Cause I think when we think about mom rage, that's what we think. We think about that yelling where we're like, Oh, sh-, like right after the fact, Oh shoot. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what I wanted to do or who mm-hmm. I wanted to be in that moment, but it's, here we are. So yeah. let's start with that. Why do moms yell at their kids? Number one, moms need a break. Moms are burnt out, especially, I mean, post-pandemic, in the pandemic, the amount of stuff that we have to do is just, it's unheard of. (laughs) Have you ever talked to someone that does not have children and they say, what did you do today? And you list all the things (laughs) and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You did all that and it's 1030 in the morning. Yeah. So moms need a break. Moms are burnt out is the first reason. And the second reason is moms have unrealistic expectations of themselves, which Mm. really there's a correlation between perfectionism and mom rage. Talk about that. Yeah. So perfectionist is having unrealistic expectations on yourself. So if you struggle with perfectionism, most likely you're going to struggle with being a perfectionist mom, right? If you're a mom, so you're going to put on these unrealistic expectations of yourself. And when you are not meeting those expectations or your children are not meeting those expectations, even if they're unrealistic, then that's where yelling tends to come out. So that's number two. And number three is anger. It is an emotion and moms do feel it just because they have a baby either come through them or however they become a mom. It doesn't mean that a light switch goes on and all of a sudden you, you don't yell anymore and you don't get upset. And so three emotions that come from anger are sadness, fear, and grief. So we talk about, this is so meaty because I think that we think of anger as being like, just like a one note thing. We don't think about it being multidimensional. Can you say those three again? Yes. So anger stems from, so what we're masking or what it's like the more powerful emotion or a reaction to sadness, fear, and grief. Mm. So I would rather feel anger. It's easier as a person to feel anger and it's more powerful than to feel sadness, fear, or grief. So Mm. we're sad. 71% of moms say that they're sad because they're lonely and they long for connection and has risen since the pandemic and post pandemic. Cause it hasn't really, the loneliness still is still there. there. Right. We're still there. And moms are constantly around people yet feel so isolated. Mm-hmm. So that's sadness. And then fear is, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decision? I mean, the amount of decisions we make in a day is just like an adult for one is a lot. And then add on, you know, one or four kids It's a lot more than that. The fear of being judged, Mm. fear, not living up to what your parents were, or the fear of you don't want to be anything like your parents if you did not come from a great childhood. And then last is grief. And when I say grief, yes, of course, I'm not saying like a grief of a loved one. Grief can also mean like, what are we grieving? We're grieving our old lives. We're grieving motherhood isn't really what I thought it was going to be. You're grieving your freedom. Some of us are where, or are grieving a miscarriage, grieving the fact that maybe uh, infertility, maybe you didn't plan out to have one. Maybe you planned out to have a whole bunch of children and then that just Mm -hmm. didn't happen for you. Yeah. So there's um, different emotions that underline the anger that you feel. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Can I give an example of where this just showed up in my life this morning? Mm -hmm. I think you'll appreciate this. So at like 6.30 this morning, I'm sitting on the couch where I sit every single morning at 6.30 with my laptop, with my coffee. And I have 1 million things to get done because I'm getting ready to host this retreat this weekend. And I'm also co-hosting a parent event at my son's school tonight. And so I am like, okay, I have to get done like 37 things between 6.30 and like 6.55 before I could do my workout. And Vinny is on the couch next to me and he wants to be on the same cushion as me sharing the same blanket with me. And I know that in my heart, I'm like, I'm supposed to enjoy these moments because these are not going to last. He's not going to want to always sit on the same couch cushion as me and share the same blanket. But when I'm trying to get things done and he is like stacking his legs on top of mine and his ankle bones are grinding into my ankle bones. I was so annoyed. (laughs) I was like, Vinny, I need space. Yeah. I need my own cushion. I need my own play. And I just like lost it. And then I was like, I love you. And I love cuddling with you, but I need to. And I'm like trying to like balance, like, I love you, but I hate Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) Yeah. Afterwards, I was like, I don't want to be that person. But your point around fear of other people's judgment was me thinking like, I need to get these things done because I'm walking into two events that I'm in charge of. And I don't want other people being like, well, Sarah kind of dropped the ball on this. So Mm -hmm. what I dropped the ball on instead was like my emotions toward my kid, because that was the easier outlet than being like, Mm -hmm. Vinny, I really have you know, a lot of things happening right now and I'm feeling a little nervous and a little overwhelmed. And so I just need my own cushion this morning. Can Mm -hmm. we maybe have a little space and tomorrow maybe you can like freaking sit on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, I think your example and everything you just said is so, makes so much sense that it came out as anger, but really it was overwhelmed masked in this like Mm -hmm. fear of like, oh my gosh, I have to show up in really big ways in the next few days. And I don't have the patience for someone touching me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's hard. <laughs> yeah. And also unrealistic expectations, yeah. right? I mean, like we were saying before the break, like I have a retreat this weekend. I'm hosting something tonight. Like that's a lot, right? <laughs> um, I might've been taking yeah. notes when you were like, I'm really working on unscheduling things. <laughs> like note to self, yeah. <laughs> to self. less things yeah. on the calendar. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So can you talk about what is mom rage and where does it come from? So mom rage is an uncontrollable anger women feel during pregnancy, postpartum and beyond. And most moms say they don't remember feeling it before they had kids. Mm. And a lot of moms feel like one mom, she had said, I feel like it's the most anger I've ever felt and I'm not able to like control it. And then I explode. And then my Mm. definition is when you scream so loud, you lose your voice, your throat hurts and you lose your shit and you feel bad afterwards. And there's always like the ending part is you feel bad afterwards, which is kind of like that cycle. So yeah, that is what mom rage is. Many moms feel it all throughout their body. Some moms feel one mom. This was my favorite. And she said, I feel like it's the top of a bottle. And I shake up the bottle and then right at the bottleneck, like a long, like champagne bottle. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel that anger. And then once you open the bottle, everything comes out, your emotions, Mm -hmm. you're yelling, you're screaming. So yeah, so it is, it happens and it's very prevalent. And I really, what I thought was so interesting is that like most moms are like, I don't remember feeling this way before I had kids. So it's definitely, it's happens after Mm-hmm. you're a mom. So, and do you think that the contributing factor, like why it happens after you become a mom is because of this accumulation or like layered effect of expectations and perfectionism and having to sh- like fear of judgment from other people and all the isolation. So kind of right back into the masking sadness, grief, and fear. Exactly. And also there, it kind of comes from like two influencers. So you have an inner influencer and an outer influencer. Ooh, explain that part. Inner influencer would be yourself, right? So as moms, I mean, for me, I don't want to speak for you, Sarah, but I feel like a failure a lot of the times. And I still do, even with my kids being older, a lot of moms feel that they're supposed to be perfect. Like they feel like, and if they're not being perfect, they blame themselves for everything. A lot of moms also feel, I thought when I had the baby that I was just going to like instantly know what to do. And I'm going to instantly know that if my kid smacks me in the face in front of an entire group of people, that I'm going to know how to discipline them and what to do. And that's not the case. (laughs) Right. Doesn't just come like that. And also moms feel that their children's behavior can be like their report card as a mom. Yeah. Like, like, so it like feels like such a reflection. Yes. So <laughs> exactly. So if you're in target, he's not listening. He wants the toy. No, you can't have the toy. No, you can't have the toy. Your reaction isn't so much him. You're worried about what everybody is thinking Totally. and that fear of judgment and that unrealistic expectation. Like you can't bring your kid to target at 12 o'clock and he hasn't eaten and he's starving. He's going to want the hot dog. Right. (laughs) Right. So yeah. And so then outer influences are things like society. So society, even till this day that we are in 2022, thinks that moms are supposed to be kind and sweet. And if you see all the moms, even now and the moms in the movies, Like they're so nice to their kids and they're so calm and like nothing really like rattles them. And my kids will watch movies and just laugh like, "Ah, that's nothing like you, mom, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, so I think society just paints this picture that we're supposed to do everything, be selfless. We're um, supposed to know how to do it all just instantly. And moms are often taken for granted whether it's in their family or just as a whole. And motherhood is so unseen. Like, like no one sees me lying in bed worrying about, oh God, what is he going to do when he's in Chile? Like, what's he going to do? What if he, what if he doesn't have his toothbrush? I mean, he's 16, he could figure it out, (laughs) but like, you know, no one sees that. Um, No one knows what you're carrying. Yeah. 
Yeah. I talk about this, about like, nobody knows when you're in the school drop-off line or you're walking your kid to school or whatever your morning looks like. Nobody knows what the entire day that you already lived by 8am. And even when you're at drop-off and you are with like a couple hundred, few hundred other parents who also lived an entire day already, you don't know what their day was like compared to yours. And we have often (laughs) things that come up in the morning where we walk to school and it's not always a super fun walk. It's not always joy filled. And to Mm -hmm. your point around like this invisibility of it is that there's no acknowledgement that, and I used to joke when I would drop Vinny off for preschool, I'm like, I used all my patients for the day already. And it's eight 15. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And now I'm supposed to go work for a whole day and be patient with people and like teach and coach and be empathetic. Like I used all that up by eight 15. And so, but because it's so invisible, because no one sees it except for this child, who's not really there to in any place to entertain it most of the time, Yeah. Uh, nor are they grateful or appreciative. It's like, it never happened. And so you just day after day, you walk around and you go through this process of living in, you know, using up an entire day's worth of energy by 8am mm-hmm. and nobody knows or acknowledges it. No. And no one sees it and everyone's is different, but yet yeah. there's yet the same, you totally. know, like, yeah. Yeah. but we're not talking about it. So like right. it's different, it's happening to all of us, but it looks a little different for each of us. And nobody's acknowledging that like they, ha- it's that they are going through it too. Like no yeah. one else at drop off is like, Oh yeah, we had a morning too. Everyone's just like, Hey, Hey, like yeah. waving, smiling, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's no They're acknowledgement, like, but like we already yeah. did a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sue, your voice is hoarse. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a cold. Not the <laughs> fact that I was screaming at Dylan. 25 times to put his shoes on. No, no, no. That's not why. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And there's so many times I know where I've had to turn around and like go right into a meeting or something, right onto a call, right into a meeting, like return a, a Marco Polo message where you just like, you have this switch that you flip and you're like, you go from like that horse angry mom to like, mm-hmm. Hey everyone. So great to be here. <laughs> like, how's everyone do like just switch into yeah. that version of yourself in the back of your mind. You're like, who am I even right now? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. is the real me? Like, yeah, me yes. Angry mommy, or is the real me this person who's pretending that they didn't really just like have a really hard morning? So true. It's so true. So tricky. Mm-hmm. So, with this invisibility, I think we move right into secrecy. Like, because this is all invisible mm-hmm. and we're not talking about it and we're not acknowledging it, we now have this level of secrecy which only contributes to the massive amount of isolation. You use that figure. I think you said 71%. Mm-hmm. So on this, the shame and the invisibility contribute to secrecy, which only increases our chances of feeling really isolated. Can you talk about why mom rage is mm-hmm. shrouded in secrecy? Well, for one thing, like we were just talking about society doesn't, it's completely frowned upon if you're yelling at your kid or like you said, had a bad morning or, you know, and also moms don't, again, don't want to be judged. They don't want to be their fear. They don't want to be known as the bad mom. To be right. the bad mom is like the worst feeling in the world. And when moms have always said, all the moms that I've worked with, when I have this mom rage, I yell and scream. And then afterwards, and by the way, it's not always yelling and screaming. Some moms can just completely tune out. Mm. Um, so I've heard like, they Thank feel that, that distinction. Anger. Cause I've yes. heard, I know I've heard of moms or have moms who have told me that they can go in. It's like either into rage or it's like kind of dissociation. Like I'm just going to go to yeah. another room and close the door and like, yeah, just opt out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely two reactions to it. So we immediately after we have either the isolation or we have the yelling and screaming, we always feel guilty afterwards. So when you feel guilt and you don't talk about it, then it turns into shame. Mm -hmm. And like Brene Brown says, when you feel guilt, it's you made a mom mistake, right? Okay. I made a mistake. I yelled at my kid today. But when you feel mom shame, it's I'm a bad mom, right? I'm a mistake. I'm bad. Right. Right. So when you're not in that distinction, because I've heard her talk about this, that guilt is I did something bad. Shame is I am bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So by not talking about it, not expressing it, 
you give shame the power. Yeah. So, and we're not talking about it, right? Because for so many reasons, like society, and we also have this unrealistic expectation of ourselves, not just from what everybody is looking at us. We think, well, why can't I just get my shit together? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to scream at them every freaking morning? Like, why don't they listen to me unless I yell, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So when, when we don't talk about it, the shame just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the isolation gets worse and worse and worse. It's like a big snowball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What are some steps that we can take to manage mom, to manage mom rage? So, number one is talk about it. <laughs> right. So we're not going to be like in the car line and just, you know, go to the girl next to you. Like, oh yeah, I, I just threw the lunches in the car and we just got here, you know? And so as long as you're talking to someone, you know, like, and trust a therapist, a coach joining a group that you're able to talk to. So definitely talking about it. Number two is being aware of when it mostly happens. Mm. So for example, I had a client that would say to me, and I found myself doing this the same. She says, whenever I feel like I'm late, that's yes. when I, that's a trigger. Like we're going to be late, you know, <laughs> yeah. get your ship guards on. We're going to be late. So being aware of what triggers you, another mom would say, when I'm not having me time, so when your kids are little, me time is few and far between. We all know this, right? Mm -hmm. Me time is not locking yourself in the bathroom for an extra five minutes, like using the potty as me time, right? That's like a basic <laughs> Everyone's need. like, oh, I'm failing at me time. That's all I do. <laughs> right. However, I'm not saying, you know, you have to burn candles and put on lotion and take a bath. And that's the only thing you can do, but really giving yourself five minutes a day of me time. Like if you're, so I have one client. So she says, I always seem to freak out right before I put the kids to bed because they're messing up with my me time. Cause yes. once they're in bed, oh. so I really, I get so impatient. I'm like, it is, we're supposed to be done at eight 30. It's eight 42. Yeah. And I was done momming 12 minutes ago. Right. <laughs> right. I clocked out. Like right. <laughs> I can't make another decision. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that is saying to me as a coach, then there's definitely times throughout the day where you need to find more me time. Mm-hmm. And five minutes can go a long way. And it doesn't have to be this like big, great, elaborate thing. I mean, sometimes sitting with a cup of coffee and just kind of staring yeah, is like a little bit of, is my me time a lot of days. Right. right. <laughs> like I just, I mean, can't think Mine of Mine is sitting outside and watching Piper go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to sit out of here for five minutes, which is how long it will take her to sniff out the right place to go. But if I'm like sitting out in the sun, it's like so restorative. And it's like, I'm away mm. from input and decision-making and like screens and yeah. I can just yeah. sit there and it is, it's staring off into space for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, two o'clock. You, oh my gosh. And when they're little, like you're just go, go, go. And you're just trying to just keep everybody like physically. Okay. Right. right. So definitely more me time. And then Del La gate, <laughs> <laughs> we have so many things on our plate, right? Where can you take some of those things off your plate? I am saying this out loud because I really need to work on this myself. For example, we have a graduation from eighth grade on Friday. I need to get everybody's outfits ready. I need to help my son pack for his trip. And where can I take some of that off my plate? Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, my 13 year old, he should be able to go figure out what he's going to wear. Right. Yeah. I mean, it has to be a little dressy, but like, I need to let go of that and Mm -hmm. delegate. So picking out jobs. And you talk about a lot of time, like, where can you outsource? Where can you get a dog walker? Where can your husband or your spouse help you? Where can your older kids help out? If your mother-in-law says that she wants to come over and do the laundry, let her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. So where can we delegate? And number five. And can I even add, it's not so delegate, but you also like that last example you gave is just accepting help. It's not even like delegate. I mean, it is delegation, like in a roundabout way, but it's it's just accepting help. Yes. And thank you so much for saying that. Cause when I I say to my clients, like delegate, and also like, if you give out a job, let go, let go of controlling it. Like if your husband is putting the dishes in the dishwasher, don't go behind them. And it's a lot to ask. (laughs) There's only one right way to put dishes in the dishwasher. And most partners don't know Very what Very they don't know the right way, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just letting go. And, you know, you don't have to do everything, although we want to do everything and no, your husband isn't going to do it the right way. No, he's not going to put the babies to bed the way you would. He's mm-hmm. not going to rub their back. He's not going to read their favorite story. Hopefully he'll have their teeth brushed. Maybe, Hopefully. maybe not. <laughs> That's always did they brush their teeth? Did they at least just brush their teeth? You know, <laughs> but yeah, letting go, delegating. And then the fifth connect, where can you connect? Mm. A lot of times when we feel lonely, it's because we're not, we need to connect, but first we also need to self-connect. So in order mm. to connect with others, you need to self-connect when your kids are little, the self-connection is pretty hard to come by, (laughs) you know, like that five minutes. So where throughout the week, can you self-connect more? And self-care is not the same thing as self-compassion. So definitely have some self-compassion for yourself, right? Not beating yourself up. If you forgot to pick up your daughter at dance, which I've done (laughs) many times, Um, Right. So, I mean, if I called my girlfriend and she called me and said, Oh, I forgot to pick up Matt from, from baseball. And I'm like, Oh, you're such an idiot, Tierney. I can't believe you didn't pick him up. Like, no, you would never say that. Right. So, what would you say to yourself? You say to yourself, I'm such an idiot. You know, how could you do that? Instead of saying that, talking to yourself like you would your best friend, right? Giving yourself a break. Yeah. I love that. I also think we lose that connection to self because we have so much external stimulus when you have little ones, like you just don't Mm. have any space in your household. It's like a toddler takes up a whole entire house plus some. And if you have multiple kids, Mm -hmm. it's it's just so much input all the time Mm -hmm. that you, I think you have to practice and really make yourself practice listening and word and, and practice connecting to self because otherwise you are so routinely 
just responding to external stimulus and being reactive to external stimulus that you don't even recognize until you've been disconnected from yourself for years that you're totally disconnected from yourself and from your internal voice and your internal cues. And like, do I need to pee? And am I hungry? And am I tired? You don't know. You don't recognize it. You don't. Yeah. Um, So reconnecting is. Yeah. And I also wanted to bring this up and I didn't before, but identity loss is Mm. also a huge indicator or correlation with mom rage. Yeah. Say more about that. What does that? Yeah. So like? like, I mean, for myself, so I have four, right? Each and every one, I just lost a little bit more of myself Mm. and I allowed it to happen. And everyone says like, oh, put yourself first. No mom is going to put themselves first. It's just not going to happen. Right. But can you put yourself in the same equation? Right. Instead of putting yourself last all the time, where can you put yourself Mm. in the equation? Where can you find yourself again? Self-connection. Like you had said, going outside and being in the sun and just having some restoration. I really need to work on restoration. We had talked about this in our Tenacious Mamas group and I had, I'd gotten COVID three weeks ago and I just was like, why is, I mean, you know, granted I got it. It wasn't, I'm not blaming anything, but like, why did I wait until now (laughs) to rest? Like, this is an issue. I need to just like it shouldn't be five days of just laying here and being like, Oh God, that felt so good. Like it took me getting COVID to lay down. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not good. I feel like there's like a whole, you know, contingency of moms who are like kind of looking forward to whenever COVID hits so I can like take a break. (laughs) And like, I've been there when my husband had to quarantine, when he thought he had COVID a while ago. And I was like, I can't wait for my turn. Like he got five days (laughs) upstairs and I was like delivering meals. And I was like, when's my turn to quarantine? (laughs) Yeah. It's so Um, true. Yeah. So, and I think you have to check yourself when you're looking for, and and even pre COVID when you are like looking forward to being sick. And sometimes this happens when you're like in a situation where you're overworking and you're like, Oh, if only I had like a really bad cold and I could call in sick to work. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, hold on a minute. Like I probably don't have good boundaries with myself or my profession or my boss or workplace. If I'm like hoping I'll get sick soon so that I can tap out. Exactly. Yeah. And then not only that, but like, I just, why is that? Yeah. Why, why won't I just sit down? You know, because of those unrealistic expectations and wanting to look good to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like wanting to look like we're always on top of things. Yes. No other moms are like bragging about all of their downtime. No. (laughs) They've created for themselves. Yeah. And I definitely like owned it as like a badge, like the busy badge Mm, you talk a lot about. Like I was definitely like, yeah, well, you know, I have four kids, three kids are in hockey, one's in dance. Yes. We still all do that. But like now I don't, I try not to anyway, like it's not, I don't want to say not good, (laughs) but I'm saying like, it doesn't define my worth as a mom. Right. Doesn't. Right. yeah, Yeah. Can you talk about what we can do in that moment when we are about Mm. to yell and scream. So you've given Mm. us kind of like, what can we do preventatively to kind of build up that, like our resilience and and, um, build up prevention, I think around mom rage, some really great tools for that with your five steps. But what can we do in that moment when we're like about to go, the champagne bottle is about to pop. Yeah. I love this question. And so many moms ask this. And I also have one mom that's like, okay, counting to 10 doesn't stop. Like, like, you're right. I tried. I used to work with kids in a hospital. We'd be like, if you want to manage your anger, you need to count to 10, walk away, take deep breaths. Like that's the dumbest. Yeah, it it is. We can't do it as moms. Surely our seven-year-olds can't do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. What do we do instead of counting to 10? Yes. So it does require breath, but if we take three deep breaths and we inhale for a count of three, so just think three, three, three. So you're taking three deep breaths. You're going to inhale for a count of three. You're going to exhale for a count of three. So it immediately will decrease your adrenaline, which Mm. adrenaline comes with anger, right? It will slow down your heart rate and it will calm down your nervous system. So your body, because we talked, I really didn't go into this much, but women feel it in different parts of their body. Some women feel it in their chest. Some feel it in their gut. Some feel it in Mm. like their head. So it'll immediately calm your body down. Not immediately, but three breaths. Now, when we count to 10, here's why that's 
that doesn't work because we're not thinking of the breathing and we're counting 10. We're thinking of all the 10 reasons why you're pissed off, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Didn't pick up the dishes. He, he got to see on his homework, you know? Yeah. So that like stops the body, calms it down, stops the heart rate from going up and it decreases your adrenaline. So even though I was making fun, not making fun, but like talking, <laughs> saying that I was discounting breathing. I just did this big trader. Well, yesterday and today I had to do like these two big grocery store orders for multiple events. So for this retreat, and then this thing at my son's school and a couple, actually like two other things. So I've been in the store two times in the last 24 hours where I've had to have like four different grocery lists related to four events, two of which I'm like very responsible for. And both times I felt like, like my head can't keep all this straight. I'm feeling super overwhelmed. I feel like I'm forgetting something in every aisle. And I found myself today at Trader Joe's, like stopping at the end of an aisle and taking deep breaths. And I was like, you need to just relax. This Mm -hmm. is going to be fine. You have done this before. You like, just, if you can take that minute to take a deep breath, you're actually going to remember the things that you're freaking out about forgetting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did it twice at the end of two different aisles, (laughs) but I, finished my shopping without losing my mind. And without Mm. like, when I finished, I was like, I think I got it all. I think we're good. So yes, I can back up the breathing, even though I had to give it a hard time. (laughs) And I also want to validate that the food store is just overwhelming no matter what, when, and I always forget something, no matter what. Always, always. Even if I write it down. On the drive home where I'm like, yeah, yeah. Or like in the morning when I don't have coffee, I'm like, oh, oh. how could I forget coffee? <laughs> yeah, true emergency. True emergency. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Definitely. Okay. Sue, I want you to tell us how you're currently showing up as a shameless mom, aside from sending your child away for two months. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely up there. Now, so I'm showing up as a shameless mom because I am talking about the mess and the realness of motherhood. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about the things that we moms don't really talk about. And I'm just trying to bring some awareness to that. And yeah. And I also am trying to make it a little bit funny, (laughs) which you're very good at. You're very good at. Okay. Can you tell people how you work with folks and where they can find you? Yeah. So my website is mommyslifecoach.com. I offer one-on-one coaching. I am also have a kickstart program where you can take an assessment that tells you how you and your energy shows up every day. So basically like how you react to stress. And the cool thing about the assessment is that it's not so much like a personality test, like this is how you are. And this is how you always will be. Um, Your energy is constantly moving and flowing. And this, if you work with me, we can work on raising your creative energy and getting rid of some of that stressful energy. So that you can find that on my website, mommyslifecoach.com. I also have a podcast, the outrageous mommy. And uh, we talk about, we start out with funny mom stories. And then we talk about the realness and the mess of being a mom. And also I am on Instagram, mommy's life coach. And I also, my Facebook group is the real outrageous mommies. I love it. Yeah. So much good stuff. So Mm -hmm. I have to tell folks, you came in and you spoke to our tenacious group for around emotion and how emotion can show up in different ways, which was phenomenal. You also, so you do one-on-one work, but you also Mm -hmm. can go in and talk to mom groups about various things. So for our listeners, if you need one-on-one work around mom rage, 100% reach out to Sue. But the other thing Mm -hmm. that you could think about is, are you associated with a preschool a community program, like younger elementary school, where it might be helpful for parents to come in or for you to come in and have a conversation with the parents around mom rage. And also, and you talk around identity loss as well. Is that correct? Yes. Mom rage, identity loss, finding energy, balance, finding balance, creating balance in mom life. So yes. Yeah. All the good stuff. So I will link everything up in the show notes. If people go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Sue Holt. Oh my goodness. Sue, this has been so fun. fun. I love this full circle moment going from being a listener to a guest and going through all of our programs within the Shameless Mom Academy. This is really, really exciting for me. And I'm so, so grateful for all the work that you're doing because I know so many moms need it. 
Thank you so much. This is definitely on the bucket list. So I can <laughs> check it off. Check, check. I love it. Thank you, Sue. So thank you. And thank you for all you do each and every damn day. Oh my so goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.